Hi, I'm Peggy. And I'm Dave. And this is Amped. Hey, Dave, how are you? I'm great. And you? Happy November. Yay! You believe it? I know. I didn't. It seems like it was January about three months ago. No, it doesn't. 2019's been a really long year. <laughs> I guess it depends on your perspective. It does. Do you know, so as we're recording this today, there's only 59 days, two hours and 54 minutes until Christmas. Isn't that exciting? Have the, have the counter on our phone, do we? Uh, no, I have a big snowman that counts down. Oh my goodness. So it, it counts down from 99 days. So every year at 99 days, I bring it out because the snowman communicates directly with Santa. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Yes. Wow. So um, the snowman, you know, every day will go back directly and tell Santa, you know, if the kids are good or bad. And when the little one is bad, I now make him take time out right in front of the snowman and look him in the eyes. <laughs> wow. That's harsh. It works like a charm, though. (laughs) I was screwing around in the Chenoweth house. That's right. It works, though. It's it's one of the best investments I've ever made. So at least for 99 days out of the year, I have some sort of leverage and control. Yeah, direct to North Pole accountability. That's right. It works. But I don't need an elf on a shelf. I have an all-knowing snowman. That's... um... Yeah, I, I, I'm not aware of this, but I can tell you if I bought this and gave it to my daughter, she would be so excited because she has been reporting to us regularly on how far away Christmas is because it's her favorite holiday of the year. And I was, of course, flabbergasted this weekend when watching TV and I was like, wait a second, these are all Christmas ads mm-hmm. now. Yep. We've got 60 days to go and it's all Christmas ads. What's happening? Well, there's only 56 days left in this decade. That's the scary thought, too. That's kind of fun. Yeah. And I do you remember as well as I do when the when we had the the turn to the millennium and that was a huge deal? Oh, I do. Where were you? 20 years outside of that? I know. I was I was living in Seacliff, New York at the time, and I just remember the last evening of the century, I went down to the local beach and took some pictures of the sunset. Oh, wow. Okay. But I have no memory, actually, of New Year's itself because we're really boring and do nothing for New Year's. Okay. That's actually the only New Year's I've ever done anything. And we took a family trip to Holland. Oh, that's cool. So, um, yeah. So it was my aunt who was Dutch and my uncle who is my uncle from Pennsylvania and <laughs> not Dutch, not Dutch and my mom and my brother and their kid, not my brother's kids, my, my aunt and uncle's kids. Um, and we all rented this big house in Holland and, you know, it was, in a, Holland were you? it was, a uh, Amherst Fort. I don't know where that is. I don't either. It it wasn't too far from Amsterdam, though. I can tell you that. Okay. Um, okay. But I was on, just I was just there like two weeks ago in the Netherlands. I know. That's why I told you to get strope waffles. Yeah, it meant nothing to me because I knew about them. Um, but so New Year, so it was a fun like New Year's trip. But New Year's Eve, they all went out drinking, and I'm not. My mom and I aren't big drinkers, so we stayed in and. Um, Watched it on TV, and then some other people in the development 
got fireworks, so we went and watched a bunch of Dutch people throw off fireworks. Ignoring all of our safety guidance. No right. Time. And then we, exactly. And then we flew home the next day because the flights were cheapest on New Year's because everybody was convinced that Y2K <laughs> was going to mess up travel. So we took advantage of it. Yeah. Y2K. I, I worked in a law firm at the time and there were law firms that were building entire sections of their practice around fallout from Y2K. And of course, nothing happened. It was like all of this work and all of this planning and all of these people who'd spent hundreds of hours for the business that was going to flow to the law firms when everything right. hit the fan just like disappears. Like, oh, I guess we got to do our day job now. So, oh, I have a friend who went into like mad crazy debt think because she was convinced that all the credit cards were going to be erased during YTK, Y2K. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it didn't work well, out. Live and learn. That's right. So anyway, that has nothing to do with, with our topic, except that um, what we're going to be talking about is time sensitive and deals with issues that you may face next year. Um, which is it is open enrollment time. Again, uh, we do this every year now, and this is the 2020 edition of the exchange enrollment period. Yes, thrilling for everybody. So what we're talking about here are the exchanges that were set up as a result of the Affordable Care Act. And annual enrollment in the exchanges began just a few days ago on November 1st. Same as last year, um, the, the window here is a little narrower than it was um, than uh, before 2018's window. Um, so you only have 45 days to enroll in your health plan if you are eligible for an exchange plan. So this ends on December 15th. And in this podcast, we'll review again what the exchanges are. Uh, what these health uh, plans on the exchanges generally cover, how you can enroll. And um, there are really no differences, major differences between last year and this year. So we won't have to focus on that this year. Sounds good. All right. So maybe we should start, Dave, by reviewing what the insurance exchanges are. Yes, that would be a good idea. Would so, you like to take that? Uh, they were created by the Affordable Care Act, also known as Obamacare. Um, but the Affordable Care Act created these marketplaces to purchase health insurance, mainly for individuals who either can't get insurance through their employer and or make too much money to qualify for Medicaid. Um, a lot of people who buy their insurance through these insurance exchange programs uh, do qualify for subsidies uh, on their premiums, depending upon a lot of different factors. Um, and really a significant percentage of those who are insured really do qualify for subsidies. Yeah, the, the, the insurance, if people have followed this debate over the years, the, the central criticism of the insurance exchanges has been their cost, which is somewhat misleading because the actual cost for the vast majority of people, I think going into last year, more than eight out of 10 people were getting significant subsidy assistance. But there is a group of individuals, and this is actually where we've seen probably, Peggy, over the last 12 months, the biggest rise in the number of uninsured. It's those individuals who actually make um, a fair amount of money, but they're self-employed. And the costs of getting uh, insurance through the exchanges when you don't qualify for the subsidies is quite high. Those are the people who are really getting caught uh, in the uh, in the uh, chop on this, and uh, many of those individuals uh, have have basically dropped out of the exchanges, and that's why we've seen some uh, 
general trending downwards over the last 12 to 18 months in the exchanges. Overall, though, when you look at what the forecasts were, there was a lot of concern that just because of confusion around the law and um, an acknowledged lack of support for the exchanges with the Trump administration, there was a lot of concern that uh, the numbers would fall through the floor and the exchanges would essentially go into what's called a death spiral. That has not happened yet. And in fact, as we're going to talk about, there are some promising signs with respect to the exchanges for 2020. All right. Um, So some important things to keep in mind for coverage under the exchanges is that they all cover what are essential health benefits. This includes prosthetic devices, and it also includes the caveat that there are no lifetime or annual limits for essential health benefits, both of which are very good things for the limb loss, limb difference community. Um, Another plus for the exchanges is that um, they prohibit discrimination based upon pre-existing conditions. So an amputation obviously is a pre-existing condition. So you can still get insurance even if, if you're an amputee and it will cover your prosthetic devices. The insurers cannot enforce a waiting period and they must insure you immediately. Um, and the premiums are going to be the same regardless of your health conditions. Yep. And those are those are incredibly important points um, for people who don't remember pre-exchange what it was like. Um, insurers could include um, exclusions and policies. Um, they could there was no such thing as an essential health benefit and they could put annual or lifetime caps on uh, certain types of coverage. It was very frequent, uh, very common uh, prior to the uh prior to the move to the exchanges, to actually have those lifetime and annual limits enforced, as well as having pre-existing condition exclusions, which essentially locked you out of getting coverage for your prosthesis um, or other related devices um, that were were a result of your pre-existing condition for up to 12 months after starting a policy. So you had to pay premiums for 12 months, but the healthcare you needed for your pre-existing condition was not covered. So these are really, really important changes under the exchange plans. And, and as you said, Peggy, a, a benefit for uh, for people with limb loss and limb difference. Real life issues you and a real through, life impact right there. Yeah, hugely important. You want to walk through the um, enrollment information, Peggy? I do. Uh, enrollment began just a few days ago on November 1st. And this is enrollment for 2020, which, as we talked about earlier, is really just right around the corner. Um, you can go to healthcare.gov slash keep or change plan. And we have the link in our show notes, or you can just go to healthcare.gov if that's easier. And you can find the link through there. Uh, an important thing, though, Dave, when you're considering and trying to select your plan is it's really important to speak with your prosthetist before selecting your plan. Uh, he or she will be able to help guide you uh They won't obviously be able to tell you what plan to get, but you need their insight when you're choosing, um, you know, highest premium plans with a lower deductible or platinum, and they go all the way down to low premiums, but the highest deductible. You really need to weigh all of your different factors. Uh, You know, how new is your prosthesis? Is your condition stable? Do you see any other health issues kind of coming up down the pike? Are you getting over something? Um, and what is your, your, um, oh, what word am I looking for? I don't know. I know you don't. 
what is your tolerance for risk? What's your risk tolerance? How comfortable are you kind of rolling the dice and gambling on lower premiums um, with the risk that you may have really high deductible should something go awry? Or do you like to kind of play it safe and pay more out of pocket, but know that if something happens catastrophic, that you won't be struggling on that end? Right. So if we just took a really extreme example, Peggy, if you got a brand new prosthesis on November 1st of this year, your health condition is stable, you're, um, you've been healthy for a long time, that would, if, if you're going to gamble with your health care, that would seemingly be the set of facts where you would say, you know what, I'm going to go on a bronze plan. I'm going to go with something that is the lowest premium um, and um, the highest deductible and the game I'm playing is that because my health is stable, because I have a brand new prosthesis, I won't need any significant um, healthcare related uh, support in 2020. And obviously, you've got to be looking at other comorbidities you have, other health conditions, things like that. So that's just an example of the kind of analysis you could be doing. We're not obviously advocating for one way or the other. This is up to you and your individual risk tolerance. And like we talked about last year, if you're happy with where you are, um, you, there is automatic re-enrollment if you do nothing. So if you don't make any changes, then what you had last year will roll over to this year. With that being said, though, we strongly encourage people to go on the exchange website and look at your options. A, it's just smart to do that as a consumer. B, it, it sometimes ensures do um, stop offering the exchange plan that you were on last year. And if you do nothing, they will re-enroll you, but they'll re-enroll you in the plan that they think is the plan closest to what you were on previously, which may not be the plan you want. So um, just take the time and, and do the work. Um, in, in terms of um, changes, there's, there's nothing really new uh, this year. Like last year, short-term plans are available. Um, but remember, short-term health plans are low cost versus exchange plans, and you get exactly what you pay for. They can skip on coverage. They can subject you to exclusions. So it's a buyer beware situation. Um, if you think that getting a short-term plan instead of an exchange plan is going to provide you coverage for your prosthetic needs, you may very well be mistaken. Um, the one thing, and this isn't a change, but this is a um, important fact, um, at a national level, premiums are down this year versus last. Overall, um, 4% average reductions in premiums, which is a, is a good sign. The flip side of that is that one of the ways insurance companies have gotten there is by slightly increasing the cost sharing percentages for, uh, for the insured. So, um, your premiums may go down, but your cost sharing will be a bit higher. Um, and I, I will say, Peggy, there are a few markets where premiums are down significantly. I think just as an example, I saw Delaware. Any any of our listeners in Delaware, you've got great news because their prices are down 20%. Premiums wow. down 20% in that market. There are a few others where, where those we've seen those types of market changes this year. So overall, premiums down in 2020 versus 2019, which is a good thing. That's awesome. You know, Dave, the, the time period is so short with this, especially with the holiday season here. This is kind of thing that can very easily kind of get pushed to the back burner. 
Um, we really don't want our listeners to either get re-enrolled in something that, that they didn't want to do or without really researching their options. So we really recommend and strongly encourage you to start doing your research early. Don't wait. Don't put it off. This time of year, things tend to get ahead of us. I know, you know, they do me. Um, sometimes I, you know, forget where I'm going when I'm driving the car this time of year, just because it gets so crazy. So don't put this off. Start doing your research. Connect with your prosthetic provider. Um, when you're considering changing plans, you really need to weigh all of your risks, both physical and your your uh, personal risks of how comfortable you really feel uh, with the the premiums versus deductible ratio. And go to healthcare.gov or to your state's exchange website, do your research and really be a smart consumer about this. I mean, you're talking about your health insurance. You're talking about something that, you know, you you could need at any time. Um, we rely on it. So you really should make an educated decision about it. Ditto. There you go. Awesome. Thanks, Peggy. All right. This was a good one. I appreciate you uh, walking through it with us. And if people have questions about exchange plans and are looking for some additional assistance, Peggy, where can they reach out to if they want to talk to us? Amptolife.org is our website. You can come to our network, um, which is amptolife.com for community. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can email me directly, Peggy at amptolife.org. Um, or you can leave a comment on SoundCloud or whatever platform you're listening to our podcast on, and we will get it and get back to you. Awesome. Thanks so much. All right. Have a great one. You too. Take care. Bye.